You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Tuesday edition of the podcast. A lot to get to like usual. An injury affecting BYU on defense. We'll talk about the loss of Lorenzo Fawatea for the rest of the season. We'll also catch up on BYU football media availability yesterday. What did Kalani Sitake as well as the players who spoke have to say? We'll get you the highlights of that. And of course, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News like we usually do. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Built Bar as well as rockauto.com. We'll tell you about both of those great companies here in just a little bit. All right, with that rundown out of the way, let's waste no more time and get to it. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for October 13th, 2020. What's up, friends? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Our aim here on this show is to make you the smartest BYU fans in the room, and we mean that sincerely, passing along everything you need to know about the Cougars each and every day, as well as insider information that you will not find anywhere else. So make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from if you haven't done so already so you never miss an episode as we talk BYU sports each and every day. Let's begin today's show talking a little bit about some of the injury news we learned yesterday, and that is Lorenzo Fawatea, BYU defensive tackle, a junior, has announced that he suffered an injury in the UTSA game that will cost him the rest of this season. I think this is a pretty significant injury for the Cougars because Lorenzo, when he's healthy, is BYU's second best interior defensive lineman behind Kairos Tonga. Lorenzo is a guy I think has a possibility of playing at the NFL level after his playing days are done. But this is an injury that it's going to hurt BYU more than you might think because Kairos Tonga has been playing a lot of snaps this year. And when he's been off the field, BYU has struggled. We saw that especially against UTSA. They came out and when Kairos was off the field as part of the rotation that they run on defensive line, Guys like Gabe Summers and Brackenell Bakri, Saleti Feviliaki, some of the guys who filled in for him at defensive tackle slash nose tackle, also Caden Hawes to a degree, they seem to struggle. Caden Hawes, in my opinion, will be the uh, next guy up behind Kyrus going forward here. And Caden's been a revelation early on this season. He didn't have his greatest game, but nor, nor did anybody else against UTSA. But in the other games this year, Caden's been more than capable at nose tackle slash defensive tackle for BYU. But Lorenzo Fawatea is a big-time loss, folks, because now you lose Lorenzo Fawatea as well as you've lost Atunaisa or Naisa Mahe, who has been out since the preseason due to an off-season injury. So two of the defensive tackles we saw really rotate a year ago for BYU at defensive tackle and nose tackle are gone. So BYU now turns their attention to having Caden Hawes and Kairos Tonga at nose tackle going forward here. And then behind that, Brackenell Bakri probably plays that off-tackle position that BYU uh, plays with when they go to that four-man front. And then you're probably looking behind that at guys like Earl Tuioti Mariner as well as uh, Zach Daw, maybe, Gabe Summers to a degree, and Saleti Feviliaki. A lot of unproven talent there and guys who struggled in the game against UTSA. Houston coming up this week is going to test BYU more passing than they are rushing. 
but you can guarantee they're going to look at the lack of depth on the interior of BYU's defensive line, and they're going to test that interior of that defensive line and see if BYU can hold up. It's going to be very important for a guy like Kairos Tonga to take on a bigger load. I know he's already taken on a massive load at nose tackle for BYU, but he's going to have to take on a bigger role. There's no doubt about it. Because losing Lorenzo as well as Atunai Samahe, who a year ago comprised probably your top three nose tackles slash defensive tackles, you're losing two of your top defensive linemen. You've already lost them. It makes it extremely difficult for the Cougars. The good news is, is in talking with coaches, Kalani Satake, as well as hearing from Jeff Grimes and Ed Lamb yesterday during the coordinator's corner on BYU TV, it sounds like there should be replacements or reinforcements, I guess is a better word, coming for BYU this week. And that's a positive development because it sounds like James Empey is tracking towards being able to play on Friday night. Him at center would be a big-time boon to BYU's offensive line. Tristan Hodge is not necessarily ruled out for this week. We'll be tracking that all week long, talking with our insiders down there at BYU, our practice insiders, and bringing you the latest on that. And Keanu Saliapaga, a guy who is also out uh, due to multiple off-season surgeries, he is trending towards finally being available this Friday for BYU. Keanu Saliapaga, I know I'm talking about the offensive line here, his ceiling is a starting caliber offensive lineman for BYU. To get a guy back of that caliber is going to be a big-time boon to BYU's offensive line. Honestly, if any of the guard positions or tackle positions for BYU have any struggles this week against Houston, I'm talking about a left guard with Clark Barrington in grade well during the UTSA game, Chandon Herring at right guard, and even Blake Freeland at right tackle. If any of those positions have a guy who struggles, I can tell you this much. It would not surprise me to see Keanu Saliapaga get his opportunity to show what he can do. He's obviously got to show this week in practice that he is healthy, that he has the capability of being that starting caliber lineman he once showed. But it sounds like he is trending towards being healthy. And I have to tell you this, knowing what I know of the offseason surgeries, multiple surgeries that he underwent, It's cool to see a guy like Keanu getting back into the swing of things and having him back available for BYU is only going to help them. Additionally, Jake Oldroyd should be available this Friday against Houston, it sounds like. Ed Lamb yesterday during the coordinator's corner with Greg Rubel on BYU TV said that it's a minor injury, doesn't require surgery, and they expect him back in short order. Talking with people around the program yesterday, it was essentially a week off. And Ed Lamb said that Jake would have been available against Houston, but they opted for caution to make sure that he was healthy and ready to go for this week. I think it was a pretty savvy move because BYU, it changed their game plan against UTSA, but this kid can be healthy. Speaking of Jake the Make, he's a weapon for BYU, and you need to keep him healthy if at all possible. And who really knows if Jake Oldroyd is going to be 100%, but him at 90% is a weapon that helps BYU in their fourth down decision-making process much easier. When you're in that field goal range where you think you can hit from 50 to 55 yards, it makes the decision-making process as to go for it versus kicking the field goal that much easier for BYU. Jake Oldroyd is a weapon that BYU needs on the field, and having him healthy, especially against a team like Houston this week, be positive for the Cougars. So, yeah, some bad news with Lorenzo Fawatebe missing for the rest of the season for BYU defensively, but it sounds like there are reinforcements on the way for BYU, additional to the offensive line and the kicking game. 
I also am hearing that Sione Finau could be in line to make his season debut for BYU this week in running back. I think the running back position with Tyler Algier and Lopini Katoa does not have as much of a pressing need, but having BYU's leading rusher from 2019, if you do recall, Sione Finau led the Cougars in rushing in 2019. Having him back and healthy is going to bolster an already pretty strong position for BYU and should allow, for, I think, for a better rotation and maybe a few less snaps to be put on guys like Lopini as well as Tyler Algier. So good news for BYU overall, but a sad note to lose Lorenzo Fawatea for the rest of the season. All right, coming up here in just a second, we'll look back on BYU's media availability yesterday. Kalani Sitake speaking to the media during his weekly press conference. Also get you some thoughts from guys like Troy Warner, Brady Christensen, as well as Gunnar Romney. That's all ahead here on today's edition of the podcast. Before we do that, though, today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com, guys. We've told you a lot about this company over the past few months, but I have to tell you this much. I love what rockauto.com is doing for our listeners. They want to make finding the parts your car, truck, or SUV needs as easy as they possibly can make it, and I mean that sincerely. You can go to rockauto.com. You can search for your vehicle. Uh, For example, I drive a Chevrolet Cruze. So I can go pull up my Chevrolet Cruze, give them the year, the model type, etc., and tell them what part I need. Every part from every manufacturer that's available is right there on rockauto.com. Additionally, all of the parts you order from rockauto.com are sent to your door. They're shipped right to your door. There's no having to go pick it up at a facility, etc. You also don't have to join a membership program to get the prices on rockauto.com. They believe in having the lowest prices available, and that's what I love about this company. So no matter what you need for your car, motor oil, you need a new head gasket, you need a new engine. I don't know what you need for your vehicle. RockAuto.com, though, is the answer to make sure your car is up and running and in tip-top shape, guys. Go to RockAuto.com. When you stop by, make sure to write Locked On and How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you to check them out. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. That's our good friends at RockAuto.com. All right, folks, let's dive on into BYU media availability. Some of the highlights we heard from BYU. BYU coach Kalani Sitake, as well as some of the players who spoke to the media yesterday. We'll start off with a comment from Kalani Sitake to Jay Drew, and I thought it was very evident in the tone that Kalani Sitake used. The question was, there's a lot of hype going into this game against Houston. Obviously, the Cougars are receiving votes in the national polls. They're 1-0 on the season. Had a pretty bombastic uh, season opener against Tulane a week ago, and Kalani was asked, well, what about the hype going into this game? How will it affect your team? And here's what he had to say. I don't care anything about hype. I just want to play our best. And then it doesn't really matter about the, uh, the, the um, rankings and all the, the, you know, the criticism or the praise. It doesn't matter. Those, those are all distractions when we try to get back on it with our guys. And the only, the only answer, Jay, to give you is that we have to work. We're going to work really hard and, um, and, and, and get back on track where I think we can, we can, we know we can play now. Um, if we, if we can play at our best and, and, and minimize the, the mistakes, then I think we'll be a lot um, more comfortable with our performance. But we'll have to wait and see how that matches up against Houston. But the only answer we can, I can give you right now is to work hard. And when guys start thinking about all the other stuff, those are just distractions. We, we label them as distractions, good and, or bad. And, and the focus is just purely on trying to fix what we made, the mistakes that we made against UTSA and then getting to Houston and making sure that when we 
answer that game Friday night that we're going to be at our best. That right there, folks, is Kalani Satake's ultimate competitor side. He was one of the more fiery players if you talk to his teammates when he was at BYU playing the game. He loves the game of football. He believes in respecting the game. And he does not like the outside noise that I really think he believes got to his team a week ago, uh, last week against UTSA. He understands the hype. It probably was a little too loud for BYU. And he's not alone in that. I had a chance to talk to Troy Warner yesterday. I asked him in terms of the game against UTSA. You guys did a really good job against the run, and he's a defensive back. And BYU got carved up through the air. Lowell Narcisse, man, 17 to 20, what, 249 yards and two touchdowns. Just a marvelous performance for that young man in relief of their starter, Frank Harris, for UTSA. Well, I asked Troy in terms of defending against the pass for BYU, what struggles they found against UTSA and he ended up also adding to something to the effect of what Kalani Satake talked about he does not like the hype here you go you know I think I think it was it just came down to the little things um there's no you know one thing that I could pinpoint as to why you know that happened but uh we just gotta we gotta you know minimize the the MAs the missed assignments the uh just the the, we just gotta do the little things better uh and 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 I think if we do that uh, we're in a much better position to to play well, and I think we I think that's just something we lacked last game. Uh, we let, we we uh, lost a bit of focus and and uh, kind of got caught up in you know what happened before you know the the last series, and and uh, we we just can't let that happen. We gotta we gotta tune those things up this week and and uh, get ready for for Houston. We lost a little bit of focus. Troy confirming what I think a lot of us feared. The BYU did, quote-unquote, drink the poison or believe the hype, bought into themselves, and they struggled against UTSA. But as I said on yesterday's show, win your clunkers, and that's exactly what BYU did. Brady Christensen backed up my point on this, talking to him yesterday. He talked about the improvement of BYU's football program from last year to this year, looking specifically at the struggles they had against UTSA and what they take away from it that I think's changed for this program. Here you go. More from Brady Christensen. Yeah, definitely. I remember uh, last year, some of the rough games last year that we lost, uh, when we were, when it wasn't going good, and it was just down on the sidelines, and it was hard to recover from that. And that's, I think, why we saw a lot of uh, fortunate losses last year. Where I feel like this year we're uh, better at just keeping it going and keep loving each other up. Brady, I wanted to follow up on that and ask you, do you feel like this program has turned a corner where maybe a game like Toledo or South Florida a year ago where you guys lose that game, now it's something you guys will just stick with, similar to what you said against UTSA, and win that game now? Yeah, no matter who you play or what week it's on, it's hard to win in college football. There's a lot of good talent. UTSA was a very talented, good team. They played extremely hard. And so we know we can't take any win for granted. Obviously, we didn't play our best, and so we can always go fix things. And it was clear we didn't play our best. But just to get that win, that tough win, to grind it out, uh, it, it was awesome to see. Brady Christensen can see the difference on the sidelines for BYU this year. I think all of us can see that. This is a program that's starting to believe in itself. And it's been a really rough few years in terms of some of the tough losses for BYU fans. We can rattle them off at will. UMass. Toledo, USF, Northern Illinois, University of Hawaii, so many of them out there. But I do believe, and I will go on saying this until proven otherwise, that I feel like this BYU football program, the 2020 version of it, has turned a corner 
And I do believe that they are a good football program. Of course, I could be proven wrong. They could go out and lose to Houston and Boise State and San Diego State down the stretch here and let it be another season that's kind of a also ran. And that would be tough to swallow considering BYU, I think, is a better program this year. I think the UTSA game for you and me really kind of had some of the things you saw. You're like, oh my goodness, this is the same stuff we saw in 2017, 2018, and 2019. But I do believe that BYU is more of the team we saw in the first three games this year versus the game versus the team, excuse me, that we saw against UTSA. I believe that. I believe this is a program that has turned the corner. I think this is a good football program that understands we have an opportunity here to go out and really change our fortunes in the national media and kind of the national scene. Does it ultimately play out that way? Who knows? You got to go out and win your games. It starts this week once again with Houston. The next week after that, it's Texas State. Following that, it's Boise State. Who knows if BYU adds the Army game back onto their schedule? Who knows if they have another team that pops up at some point here in the month of November? But regardless, BYU has to take things a game at a time and really go out there and prove themselves on a week-by-week basis. It is awesome to see the Cougars ranked in the top 15 in the country. I think it's fantastic. I think it's well-deserved praise. On the media call yesterday, we had national media folks from ESPN, The Athletic, Yahoo Sports. National heads, national talking heads are taking note of what BYU is doing in football. And it's, it's really cool to see, honestly. It's fun to see the national media fawning over BYU to a degree. And here's hoping that moving forward here, the Cougars will continue to go out and prove everybody right that believes in them moving forward here. Obviously, BYU goes on the road this week and in a game that was originally scheduled to be played in Provo against the University of Houston. Kalani Satake was asked about the decision to agree to move that game down to the University of Houston, and here's what he had to say in that regard. I don't know the details. All I know is that uh, we, we wanted the game, so um, you know, looking forward to getting out there and playing the game against Dana and his team. And, and I think he does a fine job at, at putting a team together. They obviously had something in mind when they when they took him away from West Virginia to Houston. So uh, from what we saw in that first game, that was the first game of the, of the year, you know. And, and a lot of improvement happens from week one to week two. So we have to anticipate them being way better than what we saw in week one and. And hopefully we can be way better than we were in in, in, uh, in our four weeks, or especially in the week four. I think Kalani tipped his hand a little bit saying there, we wanted the game. I think Houston played hardball with the Cougars. They wanted BYU to come to Houston to play the game, and BYU was not willing to lose that contest at that point. You have to recall, BYU at one point was down to literally one FBS game on their schedule, and it was this game against the University of Houston. I'm not saying that Houston was trying to do BYU dirty, but I think they played a little bit of hardball with BYU. And you know what? The Cougars, it worked out. They've got seven home games versus three away games currently. That's a pretty good slate. I know that BYU fans have not been allowed to go see these games in person, but at some point, you hope they are allowed to, particularly a week from now when they face off against Texas State. But regardless, it's nice to see BYU playing this game. And as you heard Kalani talk about, this is a program, speaking of Houston, that he believes is going to have their biggest improvement, as he talked about, from game one to game two. This is game two for Houston. And he also wants to see his program prove that week four, the UTSA debacle, it was an anomaly, and BYU can go be the team they've been the previous three weeks. 
I'm really looking forward to this game. I think it's got a lot of stakes to it. And I think that BYU is going to be properly motivated and they're going to have their heads screwed on straight, or at least I hope they do when they show up at TDECU Stadium down there in Houston. All right, we will catch up on one other note from BYU Media Availability yesterday. It was a quote I think gained a little traction on social media, but the context of it I think is a little different than what just the individual quote itself is. And we'll get to that. It's a quote from Troy Warner here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Built Bar, guys. I love this company. I am unashamed of talking about how much I love what these protein bars have done for me personally. They are the perfect complement for the health-conscious guy or gal out there. They'll help you lose or maintain your weight while indulging in a delicious treat. All the bars are low-calorie and low-sugar, but high-protein, high-fiber. They're also a perfect complement if you're on the keto diet. I'm telling you guys, these are great. 18 unique flavors, six new flavors they recently launched with the all-new Built Bar that they launched. I'll tell you what, folks, every flavor I have had of Built Bars, and I'm pretty sure I've had all 18 at this point, maybe I haven't had one or two of them, and I enjoy every single one of them. They have nut flavors, non-nut flavors. They will have a flavor, I guarantee, that will fit you. Check them out, guys. You can go to BuiltBar.com, learn more about this company, and learn more about these fantastic protein bars. And by the way, when you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you get 20% off your order. Whether you're a longtime customer like myself or a new customer just checking them out for the first time, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, save yourself 20% off, and enjoy the best-tasting protein bars on the market. As we round out this Tuesday edition of the show, let's get to one more quote. And it comes from Troy Warner's media availability yesterday. And I talked about the fact that there's national media on the call yesterday from The Athletic, Yahoo Sports, and ESPN. A lot of them are doing features on Zach Wilson. Obviously, he's off to a phenomenal start. He's getting all the hype as a potential NFL draft prospect, a first rounder in the upcoming NFL draft. So he's getting all kinds of hype. But the question posed to Troy Warner was, what has Zach been like since he showed up at BYU versus what he is right now? Troy obviously is a senior this year. He's been around for the entirety of the run that Zach Wilson has had in a BYU uniform. I know that Zach has technically uh, been around for quite a while himself, but the question was asked to Troy Warner. And there's a quote inside of the quote here, the full context of the quote, that made the rounds on social media. And it's a juicy quote, the smaller bit of it. And you'll hear it inside of this, and we'll talk more about it on the other side. So without further ado, here you go, Troy Warner on Zach Wilson. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, me and Zach have a have a, actually a great relationship, but I, I feel like it hasn't always been that way. When he stepped on campus... Uh, you know, a lot of young guys, especially quarterbacks, they come in, they're a little bit timid and, you know, they're just kind of trying to find their way. But Zach was the complete opposite. He stepped on campus and he thought he was the best, best thing since sliced bread. Uh, he was, he, he just thought he was the greatest thing. And, you know, I, I, I kind of felt like I was the same way, just being really confident. And we kind of bumped heads uh, every once in a while, but um I mean, that's just who he is. He's, he's a, he's a very confident kid and, and, uh, he, 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 he can be like that because of how he works. Um, you know, he's, he's grown to just really inspire me and, and how you really should prepare, uh, prepare for games. Um, I've, I've never seen him without his iPad watching film and it's like, it's crazy to me, but, uh, I, I, uh, I'm glad that he's, that he's, you know, getting all the rightfully deserved attention that he's getting right now. And, uh, very happy that he's with us. 
So the quote inside of the quote that caught the headlines and was the one that most people use was that he thought he was the best thing since sliced bread when he showed up at BYU. And I get that that is something that it's going to stir people and say, whoa, this guy really is full of himself. But if you listen to full context, and that's a completely unedited clip of Troy Warner's answer. I mean that. I will go to my grave. I can swear on it. I did not edit that in any way, shape, or form. But Troy was kind of trying to lay out that, yes, when Zach showed up, he had this self-belief in himself. And he actually, I think the quote more indicates that Troy believes that that has benefited a guy like Zach Wilson, as he has become the leader, a leader for the BYU football program. So yes, obviously the quote is going to garner headlines saying that this kid thought he was all that in a bag of chips when he showed up here in Provo, but it's nice to hear Troy use a little more context on it and say, this guy, he understands what type of player he is. He's believed in himself from day one. And that's something that's a positive. That should be something that is celebrated. Zach is getting everything that I think he deserves right now. He's been a phenomenal player for the Cougars. He's been a good representative of the program. He's always spoken highly of his time in Provo. He's created a little mini family dynasty in Provo with his younger brother, Josh Wilson, and potentially two more brothers to come that could be Cougars if everything pans out. So I think all things considered, it's not necessarily as juicy and as salacious and whatever other adjective you want to use of a quote as it seems to be on its head, just listening to that one small clip or reading that one small clip. So cool to hear from Troy, him talk about the fact that his relationship with Zach has improved over the years as well. That's easy to see. Obviously, guys, they click with different teammates. You can talk to any player who has played football at any level. Any of you listening to this have played football. There are guys you connect with on teams versus guys that, you know what, you could take it or leave them. So I get what the context was there, and I just wanted to lay that out there in case you guys were wondering what the full context of the quote was. So there you go. Some thoughts from Troy Warner and a big thank you to him as well as the rest of the BYU football program. The members of the program who spoke to the media yesterday We'll be speaking with more of them today as they get ready for Houston. Hoping to have a one-on-one with a coach or player at some point this week. And also hoping to catch up with some guys uh, from Houston down there to talk about the Cougars versus the Cougars from the Red Cougars perspective. And looking forward to all that. So stay tuned all week long as you get ready for this game against Houston on Friday night. All right, that's going to do it for this Tuesday edition of the show. A big thank you to all of you who have supported this podcast each and every day. Make sure to follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search us out at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. If you want my random musings on all things sports, but in particular BYU football, etc. And also you can email the show anytime if you want to weigh in that way. Email us at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. That is the email address to have your thoughts uh, on the podcast, etc. So a big thank you once again for your continued support of the show. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day talking Cougar sports. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for October 13th, 2020. And we will talk to you manana.